0: everybody this is jr bell with i got your six podcast and in this episode we're going to be talking about random things and also becoming an independent business owner so if you would like to become an independent business owner please check it out and listen hey this this podcast is sponsored by the hudson group ruben ruben hudson gonzalez of the hudson group is president ceo and founder. If you are interested in becoming an independent business owner, talk to me here by hitting me up here, right here on I Got Your Six Podcast, or you can hit me up on my social media, that will be Twitter under J. R. Bell, or go to TipZip357 under Twitter and J. R. Bell, and you can just send me a link. And you can just hit me up right there. Then you can also hit me up with my email address at Bart, B-A-R-T-S-E-E, at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L, dot, C as in Charles, H as in hotel. Hotel. Yes, hit me up there and I will definitely respond or you can hit me up right here on the podcast at anchor.fm Look up I got your six and send me a direct message I will respond to all questions if you would like to become an independent business owner So let's begin Remember this, it's motivation time It's moto time and motivation time begins like this Remember Rich people, poor people. Reason why I say that rich people act poor, poor people act rich. I'm gonna give you a good example of that. I would say, give I always say, remember a tax time. People always say, well, a, well that doesn't necessarily mean. I'll tell you what. One of the one-tenth, one-tenth of one percent of the wealthiest person in the world is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is one of the one of the one of the super rich. He lives in Omaha, Nebraska. He lives in a house. That he bought back in the early 70s. Early. Yeah. Early 70s. Late 69. Early 70s. When he bought that house. And he still lives there. They call him the Berkshire of Omaha. Because he owns his company. It's called Berkshire and Hathaway. So. You know. So that's what I mean. So. He's that wealthy. And. And the thing about it is. Well, the reason why he maintains his wealth. Is. Is. He maintains his wealth by the status quo Means he buys everything at a low bargain price Everything he buys at a bargain 99% of everything is bought at a bargain And if he can get away with it, he can And that's how his business is He is a multi-conglomerate corporation Who created a holding His holding company is called Berkshire Hathaway Which was, Berkshire Hathaway was a textile company Really, it was an old textile company that he bought out of, out of Massachusetts, I remember. But that company, he put that company under, he had no choice but to close it because it was cheaper to manufacture out of China. So, so that's what he did. And now, he used that name to buy up all kinds of stuff and use his name as a leverage for a lot of stuff that he needed. And a lot of things that he needed to buy, so he used that as one of the one of the global leveraging of his company. Now, the reason why I say that, now we're gonna go with Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the most monopolizing tyrants of his time. He owns, he co-founded Microsoft with Steve Wozniak, or they call him Steve Woz. Well, what Mike, what Bill Gates did to create a dynasty of his company was, yeah. Yeah, he bought. He sold. He sold everything. He bought up everything. He created a dynasty. When anyone would make a knockoff of his product, this is what I'm gonna talk to you about when it comes to business. I'm gonna I'm gonna get right into it. That's why I say it's random things. Whenever you create a bit whenever you create a product, make sure the product that you're creating, no one else has ever made that product. Make sure it's something that's unheard of, no one's ever made it. You've never seen it before on the market And it's like brand spanking new And whatever you do If it's possible If it's possible To get it manufactured In the the country that you are from If you can get it manufactured In the country you are from You control The product Where there's no knockoffs If you have it manufactured Like I know um, a company They were called Ginsu, make great steak knives. Their steak knives were like popular in the 80s and the 90s. Always on TV, the commercials. But they were manufactured in China. And guess what? Because they were manufactured in China, China had knockoffs of the same steak knives. Same kitchen knives. The same steak knives were manufactured in China. They, They had knockoffs. And that's what they had, they had knockoffs And because they had knockoffs, guess what happened The company could not not produce quality like they wanted to They were making quantity, trying to keep up So, they were lowering, they had to lower their prices Having specials, giving freebies just to get people to buy their product. That's what I'm talking about. When it comes to markets and globalization, make sure you control the flow of productivity. Doesn't matter what you do when it comes to being an independent business owner. Make sure that your product is the product that you stand by. It's called quality, not quantity. That's what you want. The flow of traffic that you really want to Keep control of I understand that a lot of people always wonder well, Why should I keep the flow of traffic why, why do I need to do that I can get it manufactured in China For pennies on the dollar But here's the catch <clears throat> Yes you can get it manufactured in China For pennies on a dollar Here's the problem If it doesn't pass Say it doesn't pass your standards Or doesn't pass your quality standards Those knockoffs guess what they got the company that manufactured them got to recuperate money somehow. So what they'll do is they'll rebrand them, repackage them, rebrand them and make them their own. They'll rebrand them and make them their own, make the, make their own knockoff, make them under another label, another brand name. That's what I'm talking about. So, like I say, you got to be able to understand the flow of your productivity, you gotta understand the flow of productivity. If you don't know where the products are coming from and you don't know and and see by manufacturing it over in China it's not a bad thing. It's just that say say if you say if you live in say Canada. You live in Canada and your manufacturing plant that manufactures it is say you live in Vancouver. Say you live in um, Vancouver, British Columbia. But your manufacturing plant is in Ontario. It's in, Man- it's in Manitoba. Well, I think that's pretty good. That's good. That's looks so distant. Manitoba. Guess what? It's in the same country. Yeah, a little further. It's not in the same region. It's, it's in the same country. So that means, guess what? That you can actually get it shipped to you a little bit faster. If it was manufactured in China and say you need orders like say in two days. You think you can get that shipped to you in two days from China at at, 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 at below cost? I mean at a cheap cost? Well probably not. You're probably not going to get it at that price. You're probably going to end up getting it at a at, at a more higher rate price because it's going to cost you more money seriously you're going to spend more money trying to get it shipped over here really quickly instead of you're going to, to say we got to wait it's going to coming by boat and you hope and pray really hope and pray that the boat doesn't capsize now that's what i'm talking about what i'm saying about about markets and about what it means about the wealth and stuff Rich, what I mean by rich people, that's why I say when I talk about random things, it's all a random thing. When I say about rich people, the the way they define their wealth is by the amount of money that they keep. See, what they spend. If you are a billionaire, to maintain a billionaire, you spend less. If you are, say, for instance, you have 50 billion and you spend, say, 25 billion out of the 50 because you had to, you know, spend for some stuff that you needed. Here's the problem. Now, you're still a billionaire, but you're not 50 billion. You're only 25 billion. So, guess what that makes you? Guess what happens to you? You turn around and as a as a successful billionaire, you are hurt because now you got to find a way to recuperate that extra 20. You got to recuperate that 25 back. Plus, like I said, plus a little extra. So instead of 50 billion, you got to recuperate at least 60 to 70 billion because that's how you feel in order to cushion yourself. So you're going to end up working twice as hard. So being an independent business owner, that's what it means. That's what I mean when it comes to wealth. So now I'm going to tell you enough. Now we're going to go into this right now because I mean, I could just go on and yeah, we're done with Motivest, done with Motor. now. We're going to go right in. Listen. When you start doing, when you start getting your business, okay, when you start, when you start becoming an independent business owner, each and every one of you, these are the steps. Listen carefully. These are some steps that you need to follow, okay? When you become an independent business owner, you need to, you need to write a notebook. You need a notebook. You need like about four or five of them. As many as you can get. Four or five of them. Go to like a local dollar store, local 98 cent store, 99 cent store, dollar store or whatever. Find the cheapest ones you can get. And when you get them, you keep the receipt. Reason why you need to keep the receipts is because you are an independent business owner. This is what you need to do. You gotta start acting like a. You gotta start acting like you own, like you're on your own company. This is what I'm talking about. You gotta act like you running your business. So this is what's gonna happen. You. Ugh, sorry. So you're gonna stack everything up. You're gonna start putting everything together. Everything's gonna start running. And everything. You're gonna start running everything. And you're gonna start doing your business that way. And you're gonna start pushing yourself. And as, as becoming an independent business owner, you're gonna start doing everything the way you're supposed to do. As an independent business owner, you're gonna start doing everything like you're supposed to. The reason I say you need a notebook, because you gotta start writing down receipts. You gotta have one notebook and some IOUs. And the IOUs is the amount of money you spend into your business. You gotta write that you gotta write that off. You gotta you gotta get that back. So basically but basically what you're doing is like okay, you spent five dollars on notebooks, but you already had pens and pencils. So that's like say your pens and pencils were like two dollars. So you put two dollars. Even though you, you already had them, just write two dollars. You, you, you can't. Everything's nothing free. Nothing you put in there free yet. Cause you're in the beginning of your stages of your business, you need business cards. Forty, you say you get 500 business cards for like, say, twenty dollars. That's including shipping and everything. So you got to write IOU. You write IOU. You go IOU and you put myself. Um, twenty dollars. Then you gotta write another one. Whatever you spend, you go, you go, you go get gas for this business. You put twenty dollars in gas. IOU myself twenty dollars. Gas, business expense Yep, you gotta write all that down When you start making money Then you start minusing off of that Yes, you start Minusing, it doesn't matter You don't don't sit there and try To take all of that off You minus a little at a time So say for instance Um, you make Let's say you made $500 So you will take Um You will take, um, take, say, you had accumulation of 100 bucks. You had accumulation of what your IOUs was totals to totals $100 for one month. So that one month, you will you minus $100. Take out $100, pay payback, back, boom, done, done. Minus $100 from the $500 that you made. So now you have $400 to spend. So there you go. That's $400. Now, that's it. You're good. Now you're clear for that one month. You're clear for that month, and in next month, that four hundred dollars you put back into the business. So now, the next time you make money, it's all profits. That's what I mean about that. It's all profits. So, so you got four hundred. You take, um, you put two. You take dollars. 200, $200, put it back into the business. The other two hundred, you put it in the bank and you set it, set it aside and you save it. The reason why you're saving it. Is because you need to save it because that's that's money that you gotta save for emergencies, rainy day, nest day, that kind of stuff. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes things happen, so that's why you need to have money set aside. It, I, I mean, unforeseen things that happen, and that's why you need to have that kind of set aside. So that's it's nothing bad or anything. It's just that it's what you have to do. Always set aside stuff like that. A rainy nest egg, um, that kind of stuff. Then, once you've done that, the next thing you got to do is, like I said, once you, your expenses. Now, here's a crucial thing when it comes to becoming an independent business owner. You need to pay yourself first. If you're working full-time as an independent business owner, when I say full-time, that means you don't have a side job. Your job is that business that you're doing. That's when you become, that's when you start paying yourself. And you have to pay yourself minimum wage. So, like, say an example. If you live in a state that minimum wage is, say, $15 an hour. That's the, that's the minimum wage in the state. That's You need to pay yourself minimum wage. You don't pay yourself um, $100 an hour or 50 bucks an hour or 40 bucks an hour. You don't do that. You pay yourself minimum wage. The reason why is because that's what you have to. Because you're a business owner. That's what you have to do. You're a business owner. If you start paying yourself top dollar, how are you making any money for your business? I mean, you're just just spending more on yourself. So you're going to start living lavish. Listen, you can live as lavish as you want down the road. But you got to remember, I always stress this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. So if you want to be you want to have a stack of money in your bank account and live nice and comfortable and be able to retire early, here's what you do. Step one. When you want something, if you can't get it at a cheaper price, you really don't need it. Seriously. If you can't find it or get it at a cheaper price, you really don't need it. And that's that's what you call the gospel. So if you look around and you can't find it. You can't find it. You can't find anything at a cheaper rate than you really don't need it. I'm just keeping it honest. You don't need it. But what I would do is look around, find it cheaper. When it comes to like shirts and ties and stuff, go to go to secondhand thrift stores. You can get some nice shirts and ties and stuff at a bargain to make your business look good. Yes. When you start making money And you start prospering in your business, then I would say, go ahead, splurge a little bit. Now, if you are happily married, you have a girlfriend, you have a wife, you have a life partner, whichever whichever you have in your life, and you want to splurge on them, remember this, when you start spending got to keep those receipts. So say for instance you took your purse, you, per- you took that significant other in your life that you love so much you took them out to dinner okay I'm taking him out to a fancy restaurant because she wa- that person was like I want to eat at a fancy restaurant. I want to eat at a fancy restaurant I wanna, whatever they just want to go out and have a wonderful time with you. So you're like okay we can do that. So you take that person out to eat here's the thing keep receipts on everything, why, it's a business, because you're spending, if you're, spending, if you're into the business, if you're in the business full time, you have to keep receipts on everything, now if you're just doing the business part time, you pretty much don't need to keep receipts on that, unless you, unless you have a mindset of, hey, that's business expense, I can write that off, yes, you could do that, you could do that. When I say write that off, it means you're paying yourself back because you got to work twice as hard to get that, to get that money back. I'm just, I'm just being honest. You got to do that, okay? And you got to do that, and it's gonna work hard because you got to put the efforts in. See, if you're gonna do this business, if you're getting becoming an independent business owner, and you're gonna do it part time, listen carefully. Listen very, very, very carefully. When you become an independent business owner, you need to do this two things. You gotta think like you're an owner. When you become an independent business owner, you gotta think like you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You gotta act like like you have a billion dollars in your bank account. You gotta act like you gotta you gotta act like. You ever seen um, the Disney, the Walt Disney movie, your Walt Disney um um duck, um the Walt Disney's um, richest duck, um Scrooge McDuck? You gotta act like Scrooge McDuck in a sense. Seriously, you gotta act like him. I mean, you got to be tight, stingy with your money. Not saying that you got to be bad, but, oh, one other thing. This is the thing that's important to you to remember. When you start making money, your friends and your family, if you're not, if you have not been, if you, not, if you have not joined the NFL, this is for you. i am joined the NFL, so it's going to, it ain't going to affect me. So when I make my money, it doesn't affect me. If you have not, if you have not joined the NFL, then you, this is for you. Meaning that you have, called no friends or, no friends or, no friends or family left. I mean, you didn't try to do this, you try to get them to invest in your business, try to get them to help you with your business, and they didn't. And then they stopped talking to you. That's what I'm talking about when I say no, the NFL club. All right, now, listen carefully. I mean, seriously, just listen. All I want you to do is just two things for me. I want you to understand two things. When it comes to you and this business, and I'm going to tell you, when it comes to you and this business, and you and your friends call you, your family call you, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your aunties, your uncles, they call you, and they say, hey, can I get like $20? I'll give it back to you, payday. Listen, let me tell you something. If you give money to your family, don't ask for it back. Because when you do, here's what they're going to say. Oh, you want that funky $20? Realistically, they're going to get mad at you. Oh, 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 I'm going to pay you. Just not right now. I promise I'll pay you. I'll pay you. And then in the back of their head, they're like, why should I pay you? You know You know And that's what I'm talking about and, you know Things you gotta do and stuff And everything And that's what I mean You know Realistically You gotta You know People will to be thinking like Oh you want their funky $20 Oh But in their head They're thinking like I did this for you I did that So that's what you call The ungratefulness Even though they won't tell you Right out being ungrateful But a lot of them are Seriously Trust me I've I've been on the receiving end. Oh, I let you stay at my place. I'll let you do this. Oh, I let you do that. I did that for you. And in their head, they're thinking, I did this and this for you. Not saying, well, here, let me just give you the money. You know, and then, you know, here's your money back. Or here's this $5 that I, you know, on top of the money that I loan you. So it happens like that, okay? So I'm just going to tell you, do not whatever you do. If you have to, you can. If you can't, just don't, okay? I I don't know what happens, but this is... Just, you're broke. You just need to tell people, I'm broke. You need to let people know, hey, I'm broke. Hey, can I, you got $20? No, I don't have any money. But well, you working, right? Uh, no. You're not working? What happened? I'm looking for, you're working, right? Yes, I am. You don't have any money? No, I don't. Why? I got bills. Well, And then they start saying, what kind of bills you got? I got bills that I got to pay. A lot of bills. Why, well, you want to help me? You got. You want to help me? And when they say what bills you have, then you need to tell them, hey, can I borrow some money? They'll be like, Borrow some money. Why? I got some bills I need to get paid. Maybe you can help me. If you help me cut these bills down, then I'll have money so I can loan you money. That's how you got to think. You got to think. You got to twist it on them. You got to turn it to tables on them. Because look, take a glass of running water. Take a glass of water. Drink it. Put just a little bit of water in there. Put just a little bit of water in there. Not a lot. Just a little tiny bit. Not like a drip drip. Enough. Now drain that in your hand. Pour that over your hand over the sink. And then shake your hand onto the table. What do you have, or a countertop, or whatever? You see little crumbs sprinkling around there on the floor, little bits of water on there. You know what that means? That's what you have after your paycheck. But if you be savvy and be a beast about it, you will be able to come and you'll be able to come and have all the money you want. Listen carefully. I'm telling you, you can have everything you want. All right? I got you. When it comes to a beast, you'll have all that money. Just follow me. Okay? Alright, well, I gotta go, and I will talk to you later, because I gotta take care of some business, and I gotta go pay the water bill, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and I will talk to you later, oh, by the way, oh, yeah, I almost forgot, I will be doing the episode, when I told you I was talking about, uh, I was talking about um, the 48 Laws of the Game by Pimp and Ken, I am doing that, I'm just, got a lot of other stuff that I'm doing. And every time I think about doing it, I got some other stuff I'm doing. I'm going to just sit down and just actually just do it. I'm going to take I'm, to, I'm to catch myself on a day off, but I'm going to just sit there and focus on doing just that book right there, The 48 Laws of the Game, all right, by and Ken. Because that book right there, I was going to do Room to the Boardroom by General Gray. Oh, my God, that book is strategies on business and savvies and stuff. But I have to really, oh man, it's been a long time since i read that book, and I have to really write that, you know, really read that book. But... I will do the other one because I read it and everything and I'm ready to sit down and get on the podcast about that. So once I get ready, I'll do that. All right. All right. I'll talk to y'all later.